How's it going, everyone? My name is Jansen Umut, and this is episode three of the OrthoFix podcast. So for those who haven't listened to my previous podcasts, let me just give a brief, quick summary of who I am and why I'm doing this podcast. So I'm a physical therapist who focuses on treating orthopedic-related pain and injuries, like back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, and foot pain. I finished my doctoral training in 2015 and finished my fellowship training in 2018, which is focused in outpatient orthopedic injuries. So basically, musculoskeletal related pain like neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, hip pain, foot pain, all that good stuff. So I really enjoy treating this type of pain population. I love giving advice for people who are in pain that is related to the musculoskeletal system. So in this podcast, I want to talk about is popping your joints bad. So there's an old wives' tale that cracking your knuckles can cause arthritis in your hands. While this is not true and is not supported by evidence in regards to getting arthritis from popping your knuckles, let's talk a little bit about what is actually happening when you pop your joints and the potential negative benefits it carries when talking about popping your knuckles and other joints in your body. So what actually is causing the popping sounds? So let's take a look at the joint structure. A joint is where two bones come together and are bound together by a joint capsule, which is formed by different types of cartilage. So inside the joint, there are gases that include nitrogen, oxygen, and carbon dioxide, but it's mainly made up of nitrogen. Also in the joint, there is a fluid that is called synovial fluid, which is basically like the WD-40 of your body. So this is what lubricates the joints and allows them to glide freely among one another without any pain. So there are several different things that can cause the popping sounds that you hear in your joints. Let's talk about those briefly. When you pop a joint, or when you pop your knuckles or your back, you cause a deformation and a separation of these bubbles, which the negative pressure will cause audible popping sound. Additionally, you may have scar tissue built up in that joint, and when you pop it, you may hear the adhesions breaking from the scar tissue, which also will give an audible pop. If there are rough surfaces in the joint, so if there's like a bone spur in the joint, you could hear a popping sound arising from this structure. And lastly, the popping sound may come from tendons being pulled over a bony prominence within the joint or around the joint surface. So if you pop a joint and you are causing the deformation of the gas bubbles, it's usually going to take about 30 minutes for those bubbles to build back up and for you to be able to pop that same joint. So why do you have pain relief when you pop a joint? So everyone has these receptors in their body. They're called type 3 mechanoreceptors. They are called the Golgi tendon organ receptors, and these are found inside and outside the joint. So what they do in a physiological definition, they cause reflex inhibition of the muscle tone, and it monitors direction of different movements. So basically, if if these receptors are activated, it's going to cause the joint or the muscles around the joint to relax. So when the joint is taken to end range and it's popped, it's going to cause these receptors, excuse me, these receptors to fire. So interesting, interestingly enough, the Golgi tendon organ reflex is the reflex that's found in the knee-jerk reflex. So when you go to your physician and he hits right below your kneecap with reflex hammer and your lower leg kicks out, this is a stimulation of the Golgi tendon organ. 
So let's talk about some potential negative things that can come from popping a joint. So in this case, let's take, so let's look at an example of the spine and in particular the lower back. So you have five lumbar vertebrae, so the five lower segments in your low back. So let's say, for argument's sake, the lowest segments are stiff. So let's say L4-5 and L5-1, which are the two lowest segments in your back. So what happens above these segments is you're going to have too much movement. So because the lower segments are stiff, the segments above them are going to move a little bit too much. This is what we call hypermobility. Now, hypermobility can cause all sorts of issues, so let's talk about those. You have a hypermobility, it can cause the disc to break down, which can lead to disc herniations. Now, having a disc herniation is not necessarily a bad thing. It may or may not be causing your pain, but let's get into that in a different episode. So let's just say for the sake of this podcast that it can cause a disc herniation. Additionally, a hypermobile segment can irritate the nerve roots. So let's say a nerve root is irritated, you can have nerve-related pain. So if you have a nerve that's irritated in your low back, that can cause pain down your leg. So the buzzword that you always hear is sciatica. So that is one potential or, or one consequence of having a hypermobile joint is it can irritate that nerve root. So again, talking about a hypermobile joint, excessive movement in these joints can cause the body to lay down more bone to protect itself, which that's going to show up in an x-ray as many different findings, which can be, I'm going to air quote this, scary findings, which you'll see words like arthrosis, stenosis, disc degeneration, DJD, all that good stuff. So again, those may not necessarily be a bad thing, as most people are going to have these findings on an x-ray, and typically these just indicate age-related changes. It's like having gray hair. Now, it's not to say that if you do have these, it's not a bad thing, but you can't get bogged down with these findings thinking that if you have these, that your back is broken and you're doomed for a lifetime full of pain, because that's not true. So, Wolf's Law states that bone grows and remodels in response to forces that are placed upon it in a healthy person. So when the bone is loaded abnormally, like if a segment is hypermobile or moving too much, the body will lay down bone to protect itself, which is not a good thing. So females are typically more prone to hypermobility. So typically they're going to be more flexible. So if you're a female and you pop your back, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't recommend you to constantly pop it because usually that means that a joint is hypermobile and Continually stretching that joint is not a good thing. You really need to strengthen whatever it is around the joint that's popping to prevent it from popping again. So repeatedly popping your joints is going to stretch the joint capsule, which is further going to lead to hypermobility, which can cause a host of issues that we just talked about. So a lot of people I say, they'll come to me and say, oh, well, popping my joints feels good. Whereas I agree that this most likely feels good and can give you temporary pain relief. You don't want to become dependent on these these poppings or manipulations as usually they have an immediate relief, but you're not fixing the underlying joint dysfunction. So kind of like what we talked about earlier, if you do pop a joint, it's going to cause the joint capsule to relax and also the muscles around that joint to relax as well, which is not good if you're already weak and then you're popping the joint, which you're causing further inhibition of the muscles and potentially further weakness. So to treat a hypermobile joint segment, you have to strengthen yourself with targeted and specific core exercises. 
So we will talk about how to do that in future podcasts and different hypermobilities in different parts of the body. So again, just to reiterate that if you pop your joints and there's no pain, it's usually not a big deal, but obviously I don't advocate repetitively popping any joints as usually there's an underlying weakness that's causing the frequent popping. So having specific having specific levels manipulated from a skilled practitioner can help reduce pain and improve motion to help facilitate the healing process. However, you do want a skilled practitioner to be able to localize a specific level to improve the range of motion so that they are not popping a level that is hypermobile. There is still debate in the literature about whether you can do this or not. The study that says you cannot specifically localize a joint to manipulate was poorly done. They used a very general technique under imaging to try to discover if they can localize a specific segment. Obviously, they didn't because it was a general technique. I argue that if there's a skilled practitioner performing this stretch, they should be able to identify a hypo versus a hypermobile segment and then target the appropriate joint. So in summary, try to avoid popping your neck and back excessively as this may cause too much movement or hypermobility. If you find that you need to frequently pop a joint, it is most likely because there's an underlying weakness and you actually need to strengthen that area. And popping your knuckles is not going to give you arthritis, but again, I wouldn't advocate popping them over and over again. And furthermore, and lastly, if a joint pops and there's no pain, it's usually not a big deal. Just try not to excessively pop it. Hope you enjoyed this podcast.